that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, this week went by fast, but I also am not sure if it's the weekend or not. I have no idea what day it is. I have no idea what day it is or who I am. Right. Hmm. But yet, still so busy. But not really. So busy. <laughs> Just fill in my days with tasks. Fun employment. It's a hell of a drug. Oh, yeah. It's great. Great. And also... I mean, theoretically not great. I don't know. Depends on how much you love money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot, so I have some problems with it. Oh, no. But I love sleeping in. Ooh, okay. Well, so so all you have to do is find a thing where you can sleep in, but also money. Hmm. (sighs) I'll find that job. Okay. Is that, I bet like professional podcaster, you can probably do that. Like 100%. (laughs) 100%. Nobody's waking up early to record a podcast. No, except, I don't know. I guess it's not that early. No. I feel like it's early for podcast recording right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How dare you come to my house at a time that is convenient for both of us. It's like almost noon, by the way. Yeah, I know. In our world where we have recorded this. Yeah. Not in your world when you're listening to it. This is, I have no idea what time it is anymore. Right. So I just wake up early and then I go back to sleep for several hours and then I go to bed really late. You've been napping? I've been napping. Oh my god! Not even napping. Like I've been going to bed late because I'm not tired anymore. And then I'll <laughs> sleep for like four hours and then Matt has to wake up and I'm like, well, I'm awake now and maybe I'll just stay awake today so that I can actually like wake up at a normal time, go to sleep at a normal time. Then I'll just fall back asleep at like 9 a.m. and then sleep until two. What a life. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> this is my hell. <laughs> oh, no. Too many hardcore naps. I guess. You're, <laughs> you're too sleepy. Yeah, I am. Too sleepy for me. <laughs> that's, that's probably the most boring story I've ever told anyone. That's fine. And we have on record how many minutes it took. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. We can, you know. We'll we, just start here. <laughs> yeah, we can pretend that never happened. And yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's great. That's fine. Um, so this is That's Weird. Yeah, this is episode 20. Yes. And we thought that for like a big, because it's kind of a big deal, 20, 20 yeah. episodes. We thought we'd do something fun-ish and <laughs> different-ish and uh, tell each other ghost stories. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. And they're um they're local ghost stories. Right. Which we is made even them better. Ghosty. We made them local. By the way, someone's been listening to us in the UK. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. I know. That's cool. That's they're going to be like, why are they telling these Seattle stories? I don't care. <laughs> Who are but, these people? What's the Seattle? God, but that is where we live. So that's where our ghost stories are from. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess if it's it's even, it's me. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Oh, I have to tell you. So I have like a, do you have a personal ghost story that you want to tell today too? Personal ghost story? Uh, not really. No, not even the nun? Well, I, I guess mean, you kind of I did tell that the nun one. Yeah. All my personal ghost stories are just like, I'm a scaredy cat and it was dark. (laughs) So I saw a face in the ceiling. Right. Or, you know, not pretty sure there was a ghost. Pretty sure there's a ghost. I'm pretty sure I'm haunted. But like, also, I think I'm just afraid of the dark. Um, I'm so afraid of the dark and I'm afraid of thunder. I turned like I didn't realize that as an adult. Oh, but it was thundering the other day and I was really scared. It is kind of scary. It is. I feel like the world's like gonna collapse i don't know it's 
I'm not I'm not here for thunder, okay? You think the world's getting punched by something? Is <laughs> yeah, that yeah. what the sound is? Sounds like the earth is breaking. Oh no. It does. We're always waiting for that big earthquake to like kill all of us here. Oh yeah, that's right. So when I hear the thunder, it's like I don't know. That's oh what great. Well now of. I'm gonna be afraid. <laughs> You're Before welcome. I was like, ah, thunder, it happens, but it does sound scary. Now, like, I think we're going to die. You're welcome, Christy. I'm glad I could help you with that. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a really silly personal ghost story. I don't know if it was an actual ghost. <laughs> but um, many years ago, I had been living in Seattle for a while, and I hadn't driven a car in a couple of years because I was here for college or whatever. And I decided to move back to wow. Las Vegas. What was that? <laughs> that was surprisingly. It was a ghost motorcycle yeah. that was really loud. That was it. That was my ghost story. Is that that ghost that just came through our podcast? That's our personal ghost story. That motorcycle right now. Yeah, motorcycle ghost. That's a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you should start over a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so I hadn't been driving for a while. Uh, so I rented a U-Haul to drive. Um, back down to like Nevada where I was moving and so like I wasn't used to driving yeah and you went with a U-Haul for your first oh no so I stopped at a gas station and this is like the middle of nowhere Oregon no it wasn't Oregon it was the middle of nowhere California I think Mm -hmm. and um, there was no one around it was like super foggy and creepy out and I was like couldn't figure out the U-Haul's gas tank situation. So I was kind of struggling. And this guy out of nowhere is like an old timey looking state trooper with like the big rimmed hat. Like is like, Hey, you need some help. And like, he didn't like touch the gas thing, but he like pointed to where I needed to put it or something. Not like in the car. I wasn't that dumb, but it was anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so he kind of like helped me a little bit. And then I, was like, hey, thanks, as I'm like pumping gas. And he looks down and he says, your shoe's untied. And I was wearing flats that did not have um, laces. And I was like, uh, like he made like a dumb dad joke sort of. Right. And then I just like giggled awkwardly and he walked away. And I was like standing there for a second, pumping my gas and thinking about how fucking weird that interaction was with this stranger. And so I like peek around to see where he went and he's nowhere. There was no trooper car. He gone. There was no one in the gas station. There was no one around. There's a ghost state trooper wandering around making dad jokes and helping people that can't (laughs) find their gas. That is exactly what happened to me. So that's like my dumb ghost story. I don't know if that man was a ghost, but like (laughs) he fucking disappeared in seconds. I have never seen anyone move that fast. And he was very strange like I can't picture his face to this day I just know that he existed like I remember the hat and not the face he was the faceless trooper yes wow that's the thing in California uh you should let me know wow yeah I wonder if it's a what if it was a thing (laughs) what if yeah I wonder if other people if other people have seen that guy I would absolutely freak out what if it's actually just a guy that lives there and so of course (laughs) they've seen him like yeah no that's just what cops look like here someone's like I don't that's my uncle I live in that area yes I've seen him I guess (laughs) whatever okay yeah that's that's my whatever it might maybe a ghost helped me pump some gas maybe not maybe not I love it I think it's true okay thank you me too (laughs) And then my uh, Seattle ghost story, uh, like for the episode, is something different. <gasps> um, I actually chose a no sleep story from that subreddit, so it's probably not real. <laughs> Everything I'm talking about today is just a probably. I can't believe that you found something that was 
from Seattle, a ghost story and well-written and not just a shitty teenager um, writing something about like that their girlfriend was actually a ghost. <laughs> I found it in her diary. Oh my God. Some of those are so ridiculous. They're so bad. Well, I was trying to look up some Seattle ghost stories and there were, there were a few that were really good, but they were like two sentences and then... I I found one like that. It was called The Screaming Well. Oh, my God. That's the one I wanted to do. I couldn't find anything about it except that there is a screaming well. Horrifying. In Seattle somewhere. That's literally the one that I wanted to do. Me too. But, yeah, there was, like, two sentences about it on every website and nothing else. They're like, we don't even have a location. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you know or someone you love knows about The (laughs) Screaming Well, please. Let us know. We will go there. Um horrifying yeah screaming well I'm not here for that (laughs) so yeah because I couldn't really find one I wanted to do I decided to do this no sleep one great (laughs) okay so this person decides they want to get out of the city for the night um decide they want to leave Seattle or whatever and go camping out in the wilderness they take a bunch of back roads on their little moped which like can only go like 40 miles an hour (laughs) clearly this person Like these weird details. Oh, barf. Snake's very interested in this story. (laughs) Um, Like all these like little weird details kind of make me want to believe that it was real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like who rides around on a moped? But okay, sure. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they ride around until they find the perfect spot to camp. It was a campsite used mostly by horse riders. uh, And apparently it smelled like it. So it smelled horrible. How, why they decided that's where they wanted to sleep. Okay. Do we have those well, around right. here? Well, right. It was like they were somewhere southeast of Seattle is where they drove. I feel like someone who's never been to Seattle is just banging out like a, what a liberal's like, uh, mopeds, <laughs> horses, horses, <laughs> camping. <laughs> Actually, you probably nailed it. Yeah. Do liberals like horses? I, I don't, I don't like know. I, I don't think so either. I don't not like them, but I don't want to go around them. They're real big. And they eat chickens. They do. Oh, that's right. Christy and I watched a horrible video of a horse eating a chicken. Inhaling a chicken. They have a blood feud. Oh, my God. Today I learned (laughs) that horses eat chickens. Wow. Okay. So after this person finds their spot, their campsite, they um, set up their tent. They eat dinner. There's no one else around. It's completely deserted. They're at this campsite by themselves. And I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl telling the story, by the way. So I'm just going to say, like, they whatever or like traveler camper the traveler (laughs) i don't know at some point they say something about a feminine voice and so i'm like maybe it's a girl but like what girl describes her voice as fem so then i was like maybe it's a guy (laughs) does this have a a segment where it's it's told from first person they look in the mirror and they brush their hair back and then describe themselves absolutely i feel like that's a trope that Absolutely. You nailed it right on the head, Christy. I knew it. So this person sleeps for a little while before waking up to the sound of something brushing up against the side of their tent. They're an experienced camper, so they're used to hearing some stuff in they the middle They went out the there night. in a moped. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, they're used to hearing, like, raccoons or coyotes or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. running around through their tent and then, like, leaving and not bothering, not through their tent, through their campsite. You go what I mean. I do. <laughs> I do. So... They hear this and they, they're about to go back to bed, but then they hear what sounds like footsteps, like whatever's out there is walking on two legs and not four. So thinking it could be a bear, which is like the worst case scenario, the camper sits as silently as possible, trying to decide what to do. Like, should they make a run for it? Should they just stay in the tent and be silent and hope it goes away? 
Then they remember that there is a cement block outhouse nearby and they decide to make a run for it. <laughs> sounds like a bad idea. That sounds like a terrible idea. I feel like everything I've ever heard about bears is do not run. Yeah. They're going to eat you. They're going to eat you. Yeah. Um, so after checking to see if the coast was clear, which they didn't see a bear, they like poked their head out. Another bad idea. Great. Um, they decide to uh, start creeping slowly and quietly to the outhouse just to get there. Like for safety, it's safer than a tent. Okay. Sure. So they can feel something watching them while they're doing this. Like they're incredibly creeped out. Like, you know, when there's like a bug somewhere on your, like if a spider's crawling on your arm and you just know it. Yeah. It was like that, but like someone's watching them from the shadows. They couldn't see anything in the moonlight. Like there was no creature, no person. There's really creeped out. So they're, walking as slowly and quietly to this uh, outhouse. They make it to the door right as they hear the crunch of footsteps running behind them. I know. (laughs) Fuck that. Oh, no. They slam the metal outhouse door shut, no longer caring to be quiet. They're just like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Or bear. (laughs) Whatever it is. Whatever it is. It's going to eat you. Yeah, whatever was on the other side of the door started tugging on the handle of the door as the camper tried to bolt it shut. So, yeah, probably not a bear then. No. Like it had thumbs? What the fuck? Oh, no, like a raccoon? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's a, you know what? I've met some raccoons like that. It was probably a raccoon. <laughs> no, but that's fucking terrifying. Horrifying. Uh, so then the, the camper realizes there's some metal mesh at the top of the outhouse. And I know. I heard that and I was like, oh, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Uh, but really, it just meant that they could hear what was happening outside through that mesh and they could hear like heavy, heavy breathing and more like crunching of footsteps. So, like whatever was out there was like pacing and trying to get in. I hate this. I would be crying and just trying not to kill myself. This is why I don't go camping. Exactly. Camping's horrifying. Yeah. So after a few minutes of silence, the camper decides to speak to whatever is outside, <sighs> deciding that it must be a human like you know what? I'm just going to try to reason with this crazy person. <laughs> it's hard to describe how creepy the conversation is, but basically the creature sounds human at first, but like English isn't their first language. Like the, I'll, I'll post the link to the actual story so you can see the, the conversation that they're having, but mm-hmm. the campers like, hello. And then after a long silence, something says hello, but it's like in a weird yeah, dialect, I guess. Like, it just doesn't sound hu- really human. I don't know. I don't like this. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Are you scared right now? No, I don't really. But <laughs> that's because I don't go camping. Yeah. You're like, I am safe. I'm safe here in civilization. <laughs> that's why I live in a city. Exactly. And so the the person's, like, talking to whatever it is, uh, and it realizes that it's only using words that the campers already said. Oh no. So, like it doesn't know actual human words except for what the camper has said. I hate that. Exactly. So he decides, Hmm, maybe I should stop talking to it and like feeding it words because mm. yeah. Um, so the voice of the creature actually makes the camper feel nauseous. Like he, the, it, I, again, it's hard to describe without just reading their, their conversation, but obviously decides to stop speaking to it. Just kind of waits until the breathing stops and hopefully it goes away. There's more silence. And after what seems like forever, the sun starts to come up feeling brave again. The traveler decides to finally open the door. Another, I would die in there. (laughs) So many bad ideas. Oh no. Uh, There were no bears or any other animal to be found. Their tent appeared to be totally untouched. Like no one was trying to rob them. 
The camper breaks it down and packs faster than they ever had in their entire life, obviously. I would have just laughed. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, In a clear outline of fresh mud near the outhouse, there was a single print. Not of a foot, but of a hoof. Like what a horse or a goat would leave. (laughs) Christy's face right now is the best. (laughs) I'm upset by that in me. We're like, I fucking hate that. Um, seeing this obviously creeped out the camper who immediately and finally got the hell out of there. Jesus. There's actually an urban legend of a goat man. What? Who is half animal and half man and who hunts people in the night. No. It is so scary. Ugh. But as far as I know, it isn't local to us in the Northwest. It's like in um, Maryland or, or something. But I'll post a link to the no sleep story so you can read it for yourself and the goat man wiki if you want to know more about that and decide if that is what was haunting wow. this guy. Fuck that. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Good times. Oh, no. Usually I hate the the no sleep so, like subreddit. It's so dumb. But I really liked this story. It was like really creepy to me. Yeah, it was upsetting. <laughs> it was upsetting. It was upsetting. And also, what's a goat doing hunting? Right. What's but wrong it's, with it's it? Also, so it's like half goat, half man, but also maybe a ghost. <laughs> it's the ghost of a half goat half man i think it needs to work on its branding 100 <laughs> percent, and its language skills and its language skills get an editor for god's sake yeah if you want man eat, if you want to eat somebody you should have just ate him when he was in the tent yeah like why'd you wait so long i don't know maybe it's part of the maybe the fear is part of the hunt oh probably like i don't want to tell this goat man how to do his job but like come on sure yeah actually i think it should probably just wait as long as possible so that maybe <laughs> people can escape. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. There you go. He's like, I'm going to give it every chance. It, the person, the camper, whatever. It, the person. I'm going to give this person every chance to get away. And if they still don't, then I'm going to eat him. Yeah. All right. I mean, that sounds ethical. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? So yeah, that story. <laughs> Gotta live by the goat man code. <laughs> Absolutely. Reportedly took place somewhere outside of Seattle. So heads up if you decide to go camping near here. Wow. That was riveting and I hated it, but in the best way. <laughs> Great. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> what ghost story did you find? Um, my ghost story is a historical one. Oh my. It's okay. this is Seattle's oldest ghost story. I feel like I need to put on a powdered wig. You <laughs> some some knickers or whatever those things are <laughs> called. You do you do. <laughs> um, excuse me while I put on my powdered wig. <laughs> Please do. And get started. Uh, okay, so this story started out pretty simple, and it got, like, so deep that basically <laughs> the ghost story comes at the end. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, so this story starts with someone called Granville Holler and his wife, name? Henrietta, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is, like, the, he's, like, an adult in, like, the 1840s. Okay. So, like, way before the Civil War, but he was doing stuff in the Civil War. So... I guess people name their kids Granville. <laughs> Don't ask me. Sounds great. Um, and he was like apparently like real important in Seattle. Oh. But nobody knows anything about him or gives a shit anymore. <laughs> they like tore down all of his houses and stuff, I guess. Which, I don't know. That's really rude, but okay. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so Granville and, and everything that I've ever seen, and I'll put this in quotes, like everything calls him like the controversial... Indian fighter because that's the big thing that he did everywhere he went he like was a career army guy and so he started in Pennsylvania and he pissed off a bunch of people from 
um, what's the West Point graduates, which I had no idea that they had West Point in the 1840s. Yeah, wow. But um, I guess a bunch of West Point people were pissed because he got to be an officer, but he didn't have to go to school or do anything. Like, he just kind of rose, rise through the ranks, I guess. Oh, interesting. And uh, then he went to Florida, and he fought Seminole Indians, and then he fought in the Mexican-American War, and then he went to Washington Territory, which is, like, this area, but also included some of, like, Oregon and Idaho and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he was stationed in Oregon with Ulysses S. Grant. Oh. And there, and on the way there, he fought a bunch of, like, Native Americans in the Northwest Indian Wars and also in a dispute over the San Juan Islands. And, like, it was not... I don't know. It was like exactly what you think of when you think of like cowboys and Indians and stuff like that, (laughs) where like just a bunch of white people go and massacre a bunch of Indians for like a scuffle or whatever. Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. Like the part of the um, part of what I saw about the Northwest Indian Wars was that the all the Native American tribes that lived up here didn't like all the probably horrible restrictions that people were putting on where they could live and what they could do. And so then they were like, yeah, we're going to fight this with a f- war. And As you do. Yeah. But anyway, um, he fought a bunch of them. And, like, there's a story about how on the Oregon Trail in Idaho, a bunch of, um, I guess, a bunch of white settlers got murdered uh, for obvious reasons because they were. <gasps> oh, worse. Oh, oh, no. I bet he sees a. Um, Okay. bird oh. sorry uh <laughs> <clears throat> my okay. dog's the worst so a bunch of white settlers got killed by native americans and so like uh in retaliation granville took a bunch of people and they killed a bunch of uh braves and like hung them over the white people's graves and of course you know he definitely got the right people and not just some random ones right so anyway uh it's because of this and some other stuff that i'm pretty sure his whole family's cursed <laughs> uh it's what you get you just you just can't uh indiscriminately kill people and hang them over other people's graves and not get cursed that those are the rules That's, everyone knows that everybody knows this i don't know why he didn't know this exactly and his whole thing and how he made a name for himself was basically different retaliatory attacks against indians during wars oh he was just really good at coming up with fun ideas to fuck them back i don't know there's not there's not like a lot of information because of course like i don't even know what any of those issues are because we're not taught that stuff right that's true um maybe people in the who grew up in the pacific northwest were taught about it but i definitely wasn't in indiana (laughs) Uh, so I don't know any of this. So don't get mad at me if the history is wrong. The point is he murdered people probably. Right. And I I have a feeling that maybe uh, he was just did stuff that made him get cursed. Makes sense to me. Anyway, so he went off to start the Civil War and he got a little drunk and he made a comment about Abe Lincoln that he probably shouldn't have oh. as the story goes and uh, somebody told on him and he got dishonorably discharged. Somebody told on him. Somebody told on him. <laughs> somebody tattled. Somebody tattled on him and it and I guess there was this overzealous guy who was in charge of it and was just like, yeah, you're fired forever and didn't even get his side of the story. Damn. So he came back and made a home on Whidbey Island 
and his house there I guess is still there or they're trying to save it or a couple years ago they were trying to save it I'll have to see but the article that I was reading about it they were trying to save it oh okay um and he raised his family um and two kids named Morris and Theodore and there's still some stuff around here named after Theodore Holler like a neighborhood and a lake oh um okay yeah that actually I know exactly what that, that is yeah yeah Holler Lake yeah well, that's after Theodore. So basically, Granville moved back here. He bought a store. His store was the only store in the area between, like, here and, like, another place. Um, and so he <laughs> just he just had the best and only store. So he charged people a shitload of money for things with interest at predatory rates. That's Aww. what something said. And then when they couldn't pay up, he took their farm and their land, which is another reason why I think he has, he and his whole family got cursed. Yeah. Because you can't do that. Damn, this guy was fucked up. Yeah. And uh, and so basically he was like super rich and he pretty much owned and built all of Seattle. Oh. And then all of Seattle burned down. And then his sons, Theodore and Morris, rebuilt it. Um, or they were part of the people who rebuilt it. Way and like go, Morris even had like a whole building that was like, Morris Holler building and stuff like that but I guess yeah is that still a thing I feel like that sounds so familiar yeah it's it's like a five-story commercial building I'll try and find a picture of it so you can see if it still existed um and they moved into Seattle's first mansion (laughs) called Castle Mount and it's it was on first hill they tore it down these people look fancy as fuck this is not part of the ghost story but apparently that mansion was super haunted oh uh, when Henrietta, which is the mom, died in 1910, Theodore was living there with his wife. And during that time, it was called Ghost House. <laughs> and his wife thought it was super haunted to the point where she got a divorce from him because, and they granted it because it was unfair for her to have to spend all her time alone in that big haunted as fuck mansion. Oh my God. So like the courts ruled it spooky and haunted. Enough to give someone a divorce in 1910. That's impressive. That means... That means it's real haunted. Like the devil himself lived there. <laughs> <laughs> he was hanging out there. All of his ghouls. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So Morris and Theodore were super rich. They were real estate moguls. In 1989, a fire destroyed all of Seattle. They started building it back up again. That's when Morris had his Morris building started to be constructed okay so that was in june in december morris and his brother-in-law and also thomas t minor of minor avenue okay another shit like a school or something another shit he was also very important in seattle (laughs) and i've walked down that avenue before in my life yeah it's kind of fascinating to learn where these names of like the buildings and streets in our town come from. Yeah, we see these things all the time. It's also super weird to be talking about people who basically built things up and we're like, did they tear that down and we just forgot about them entirely or <laughs> I don't know. You're pissed if somebody tore down my building and I was dead. Yeah. I'd haunt the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. Uh, okay, so here they, so Morris and Thomas T. Minor and also Morris's older brother-in-law um went on a duck hunting trip in december oh um and it they went out on a canoe towards woodby island and they never made it whoa bum bum and so there was a giant funeral and 
when everyone came out for the funeral, Morris's wife, Anna, had a younger brother that came out, and he went sledding on January 3rd. So um, Morris died in December. This kid went sledding and hit a telephone pole and died immediately. That same day, Morris's body washed up on the coast of Whidbey Island. Oh, Of course, being shit. horribly decayed. And so her... She just delayed her brother's funeral for a day so they could just bury them both at the same time because all that happened. And then eventually the brother washed up. Thomas Minor is still a missing person to this day. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. So he's out there somewhere, probably a foot on the coast of the Salish Seashore. Yeah. Um, and here's the ghost story part. <laughs> okay. Finally. Um, on the day that Morris went out in a canoe and never came back, his mom saw him. She said she saw him on the street with his jacket off to somebody. Oh, wow. Like, just as a offhand remark was like, oh, I just saw Morris, like, a second ago. He was out, like, he didn't have his jacket or anything. Like, it was weird. And then, of course, he wasn't even in Seattle. He was, like, headed to Whidbey Island slash dying. Slash dead. Slash dead. He dead, girl. So his mom saw him at that moment. His mom saw him after wow. he died. Like, right after. <laughs> That's nuts. His ghost came to find everybody and was like, hey, guys. So, um, can you help me out for a little bit? Or no? Okay, well, bye. Forget about me forever. And that's what we did, collectively. Oh, that's nice. And, um, yeah, the only person that survived and did things that people remember is his brother Theodore who lived in a fucking ghost house and all we know of him is like one neighborhood supposedly which I don't even know what neighborhood that is obviously it'd be Holler but I've never heard of it and I don't know where it is I don't know either and uh the house on Woodby Island in a lake damn yeah ghost house sounds like some like straight to VHS I know. <laughs> a movie from like 10 years ago. It may or may not be a kid's movie. 100%. Ghost house. Ghost house. And the ghosts are helping kids do homework. <laughs> but that's that's Seattle's most famous ghost story. I don't even know if it's famous. It's just the first one. Oh, oh, it's the first. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. First mansion, first haunted mansion, and first ghost story. I really want to know more about ghost house. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. It didn't have a lot. It was just... Um, also, it sounded kind of like Theodore was a little creepy in uh, in the house. Just like wandering around the house and looking down. It said he was just 50... Yeah. <laughs> said he was 50 years old or over 50. And his wife was 30 years younger than him. And he just was like... I don't know. As someone whose entire family is cursed is want to do (laughs) wandering around in an old decrepit darkened mansion looking down on the people in the city that he built and miserly keeping miserly is that it sure being a miser about his substantial fortune so she divorced him because she was like my clothes aren't great which is what i thought would be happening since we're rich (laughs) my house is haunted this is awful. And then he died two years later. And then they just raised the building because it's fucking haunted. Man, that girl had her priorities like <laughs> straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of. I think they were married for like 11 years. Oh, that poor woman. Which is a lot. That is a lot. It's kind of a lot. That's too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's too many. That, that's just too many. 
Well, that's really cool. Yeah. That's the story of how Seattle's ghosts were founded. That's good. <laughs> now they're all in the screaming well. Probably. Just which we can't find. And never will. <sighs> Just know that they're screaming down there. I knew it. That is so scary. Right? <sighs> um, if you have a, a cool ghost story, you, the listener, um, <laughs> you could send it to us and maybe we will read it on yeah. another episode. We'll like compile a bunch of listener ghost stories for yeah, that episode. That's a good idea. Uh, you can email us. That's weirdcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or like tweet at us or. Yeah, whatever. Can you message people on Instagram? I feel like you ought, you ought to be able to. You can. Yeah. But it's weird. Yeah, it's weird when you do that. So only <laughs> just stick to the preferred method of email. Yeah, be official about it, please. <laughs> this is a professional <laughs> podcast. There's nothing more official than a ghost story. <laughs> Being sent over Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what um, what are you going to do in your show notes? Uh, I'll probably do a picture of the Holler House. Sweet. And the Holler Building and try and figure out where those things are located that are still named after them. Yeah. I also have a couple links to the more extended stories about all those people. Um, And also one that talks more about Thomas Minor, which I just didn't know any of that stuff. And I skimmed it. So I was like, I'm just going to put this link right here. (laughs) Just in case you want to know more. Just in case you want to know more about him. Just in case we have anyone who lives in Seattle as well and listens to our podcast, they would probably find that stuff interesting. Yeah. Because we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's important that you know that we're interested in it because we live around stuff that's named after these people. Because <laughs> um, I feel like those are not like the most famous things. Like First Hill is right by Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill is the one that Macklemore raps about, though. So that's the one you would recognize. <laughs> that's how you know it's good. It's, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we're such haters. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.